Shavua Tov, welcome to Shabbos, Samach Shabbos, page 64. We're continuing, we're talking about different things that are uh, royal in the Kabbalah, Toma, susceptible to Toma. And so when it comes to normal things, like let's say wool and linen, it actually has to be uh, woven together. But apparently when it comes to uh, goats here, goats here does not have to be woven together. And the Gemara says, because sometimes you can take, you can just braid together three strings, strands of goats here. You don't have to weave them together. And a poor person would use them as a necklace. And that's why they're considered to be a kli. But the Gemara says that this is only would include breast straps and girths that are put around an animal. These are different straps that hold the saddle or the harness on. Those things would be susceptible to tumma, but not things like, because those sometimes could be worn by humans, but not things like um, ropes and measuring strings. Those things are never used by humans and therefore they're not susceptible to tumma. Right, anyways, the Gemara goes on and tries to figure out uh, what about, we talk about goats here as susceptible to tumma. What about horse's tail here or cow's tail? Would they be susceptible to tumma? So basically, the Gemara then has a proof that they are when it comes to sheret, when it comes to creepy crawly. And the Gemara wants to figure out would we compare tumas mace, uh, corpse tumma, to tumas sheret? And the Gemara says, yes, we have what's called xera shava, because it says the term beged ve'or when it comes to tumas sheret, when it comes to creepy crawly, and it also says beged ve'or when it comes to tumas mace. So therefore, we would compare them. But the Gemara then goes into the whole discussion, a very important discussion about xera shava, is that if xera shava has to be mufna, does it have to be available? Do those words have to be available on both sides? And the Gemara says, yes, they are available because we could have learned them out of uh, out of Shivchazera, sperm. The rule is that sperm, if sperm touches either beged or either an article of clothing or hide, it actually would make it tame. So we would have known that because we could have learned out sharets and corpse from there. So therefore, it's mufna, they're extra to learn a gzera shava, um, one from the other. And that's in fact what we would have done. And therefore, at the end of the day, we do include even horse's tail and cow's tail and things that are susceptible to tomo both when it comes to uh, creepy crawly tumma and also when it comes to uh, corpse tumma. Um, the Gemara goes on and quotes this, this pasuk when it comes to the battle against Midian, where we learn a lot of the lo- lo- rules of tumma Matara from. It says that the soldiers brought back all of these the jewelry, like ma- uh, anklets and bracelets, and also jewelry that was put over a woman's breast or put over her genitalia, and they brought these as, uh, as, as carbonos. And apparently Moshe got very upset it seems from the fact that you brought these things uh, that maybe you did the sin again. Maybe the, the whole reason why they had to have this battle was because of the sin. It sounds like you did the sin again. And they said, no, we didn't actually do the sin. Um, so Moshe said, so why do you have to bring these sacrifices? It sounds like you need a kapar, you need atonement. And they said, because even though we didn't sin, but we had hira there, we fought to sin. And that itself is bad. And from here, the Gemara says, from the fact that they brought these these jewelry and both the jewelries that can be seen from the outside, like rings, let's say, or or, brain, or bracelets, and it lists them together with rings that are that jewelry that are in more private places. We see from here that if you gaze even at some the woman's finger, it's as if you gazed at the woman's genital area. That is the end of that. Uh, that's the end of this, where we start the next Mishnah. So then the Mishnah then goes on and talks about things that a woman could go out with on Shabbos. Like, for instance, she can go out with strands of hair that are in her hair to tie her hair down. And it doesn't matter if it's her own hair or a friend's hair or if it's animal hair. She can also go out with various kinds of jewelry that are attached to her hat if they're actually attached to the hat because then she's not going to take it off. Um, we also have a discussion about um, wearing um, some sort of a wool, this woolen fancy cap or uh, or a wig, which were meant for ornament, ornamental reasons. 
and other things in the Mishnah. Now the Gemara goes on and says that uh, the whole issue with these hairs is you might think that people would ridicule you. They might make fun of you. Um, so Kamash comes to tell you that she's not going to take these things off. And also we're not concerned about her taking them off for the mikvah because they're looser uh, than some of the things that were mentioned in previous Mishnahs and then she'll leave them on. Uh, the Gemara goes on and says this idea of, you know, uh, that, that actually things that you can't wear in the public domain because you might take them off, you're actually not allowed to wear even at home um, because you might then take them into public domain. However, these two exceptions they made, this fancy woolen cap that was in the dormant or the wig, and the reason why she looked iskana al bala, that if she doesn't wear anything nice, then her husband's not going to find her pretty. And we, this is supported by Rabbi Akiva, who originally the rabbi said, that while a woman was a nida, not only, can, not only they're not allowed to touch and they can't do all these other harchakos, but also she shouldn't wear makeup, she shouldn't wear blush, she shouldn't wear not colored clothes. But Rabbi Kiva said, no, 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 if you go too far with the harchakos, with the distancing, the woman will become permanently not pretty to her husband, and then they might actually lead to a divorce. Um, the Gemara goes on and talks at the end, talks about Maris Ayin, and we say, at least according to one opinion, that things that you can't do because of Maris Ayin, because of appearance, you also cannot do it even even in your inner chambers, even if nobody else will see. This concludes Daf Samachtal.